This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 10. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hi there, it's Andrea here. I'm so happy that you are joining me. We are going to highlight the book Mindful Relationships by Dr. Richard Chambers and Margie Albrick. This book, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's amazing. All week long, I've been so mindful. I've been paying attention. I know sometimes I get a little distracted sometimes when my daughter tells me a story and the story goes on really, really long and I'm trying so hard to pay attention. It's amazing how your mind can go off into automatic pilot and doing something totally different. Anyway, I was so much more mindful and it definitely is a practice. It takes practice and effort and focus, but I can say it actually made me really, really appreciate and enjoy my daughter so much more. Anyway, that's a side tangent, but mindfulness actually can benefit all our relationships and it it enhances compassion. So this book is really, really fantastic and there's a lot of actionable little nuggets that I've sucked out of it. So welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time here, this is what I do. I literally take these books, all these books related to positive psychology anything that's going to help you in your life so you can live life happy, I take the books and I actually highlight them in less than 15 minutes. So I give you a download. And if you want to delve in, you want to learn more, I always emphasize, you know, get the book yourself and support the author. Um, But it's nice to kind of get an overview sometimes and just see what the book is about as well too. So here we go. We're going to jump right into this mindful relationships. Now, um, Dr. Richard Chambers, he's a clinical psychologist and he's actually, um, a mindfulness expert. And then Margie Albrecht, she is a family lawyer and a relationship counselor and a psychotherapist. So we are learning from reputable people here. So this book provides insight and practical evidence-based guidance so it can really help you build mindfulness into your life. And uh, he did break, they did break this book down into parts. And uh, so we'll just jump right into all the parts. So part one is all about looking at mindfulness as an actual relationship with your it is really important to recognize that mindfulness actually starts from you. So developing that relationship of being mindful and that it is a daily practice. So some tips are um, to kind of build everyday uh, mindfulness into your day. So it's recognizing when you're already mindful. So notice it's like, wow, you know what, on this walk, I happen to notice the color of the leaves and the color of the sky and I feel the wind on my skin and like notice those moments that you're actually already mindful. And that was one of their tips is to notice when you're already mindful and then notice also when you go on to automatic pilot. We all do it. I know we do. Uh, So it's kind of like recognizing the first step and one of the tips in becoming mindful is to notice when you're already in those states, when you're already mindful and when you happen to go on automatic pilot. And sometimes, by the way, automatic pilot is good. It's actually, our brain would be crazy if we're always thinking about every single 
single thing that we're doing. So just know that it's actually a, a good thing. Um, so, but mindfulness and being present is also another fantastic thing. So to develop um, mindfulness, one of some of the tips that they suggested is to think about mindful qualities. So some mindful qualities are attention, obviously paying attention, awareness, just being aware of what's going on around you embodiment. So kind of going back into your body, feel how your knees feel, feel how your feet are, you know, really connect and embody and be aware of what's going on inside your body. Listen to your heart beating. Um, another, um, quality is curiosity and asking questions and remaining curious really helps you to be mindful and present. The other thing that's really great is non-judgment. Uh, when we remove ourselves from judging and kind of running off on tangents. It's amazing how when we're non-judgmental, we're just present and just observing and listening and uh, being in the moment. It's amazing how good that feels. Um, also gentleness, exercising gentleness and self-compassion. Uh, those are wonderful ways. Those mindful qualities tend to enhance our mindfulness. The other thing is to practice loving kindness and self-compassion. And when you do um, practice this, you're actually using your prefrontal part of your brain. And that's one of the benefits. And that's where they brought some of the science in as well. They talked about how um, sometimes we, so we have the ability to become more mindful. And this idea of neuroplasticity, where we can actually rewire our brain simply from being mindful. So that's cool. That shows you sometimes we get what's called that amygdala hijack. And um, that's Daniel Goleman's work. And it's all about your, you know, your stress response, your fight, flight and freeze takes over. And the, the old part of the brain kind of prepares us to be safe in the world. And this amygdala hijack um, puts us into a stress response. And um, science has shown that when we have, we do have a mindful solution. And what you do is when you become more mindful in the moment and you exercise those qualities, such as attention, awareness, embodiment, curiosity, uh, gentleness, self-compassion, we're able to bring this awareness more to um, a more mature part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. And it allows us to just be more, uh, the way they refer to it in the book is the executive function of the brain. So it allows allows us to kind of be in charge and, and, and exercise that mindful muscle. So yeah, so that is amazing. There's science in there and mindfulness is, you know, it's not about tuning out. It's actually about tuning in. Some people say, okay, when you have to be mindful and meditate, you go off in this other world. That's actually not the case. Mindfulness is all about tuning in, paying attention instead of tuning out. Okay, so part two is more about the mindful self and how you can become more connected to yourself. And it's actually the first step. And um, there's, you just have to practice. It's a way of being. So it's, um, it's something that you can exercise and do every single day. So their suggestion is to make an effort to be more present whenever you can. Um, they do suggest also to use guided meditations. They say they kind of use them as like training wheels until you can uh, do more 
of that mindfulness practice and meditation yourself. Um, and there's so many apps out there that really, really are great. I mean, you can just even search it and you'll be amazed with what shows up. Um, so just getting in touch with what is, like what is happening in the present moment and also being gentle with yourself. This is wonderful ways that you can cultivate your a mindful self and then applying it to your life. So really bringing it into your life and really being present and engaged. Um, they also talked about letting go of resistance. So, oh my gosh, we all do this. I know, I know we do. We're built into, and we're wired to actually see the problems in life. And so the idea is, is that just notice your mind thinking. So their tip was to pay attention to your thinking, let go of resistance. And what they mean by that is kind of those expectations or what you should do in your shoulds and dwelling and judging and resenting and reacting. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll make up a whole story that makes me totally worried about something. And so that, that is a form of resistance. So within their book, they're talking about just cleaning these emotions and, um, Mindfulness is a wonderful tool that you can use that will put things into perspective and bring you out of those, the thinking and the ruminating and allowing you to be more present and calm in the moment. So yeah, so their tip is just to pause, check in and um, really pay attention to your thinking and just being mindful and that mindfulness actually enhances your level of self-care. Uh, so that's great. Those are all fantastic tips. And then um, the other thing is, then you can bring it into your be like your relationship. So uh, the mindful couple is what they talked about. And oh my gosh, I love the way they said this. They said intimacy is so when you hold what you're experiencing in loving presence, that's beautiful. So you hold what you're experiencing in loving presence. So you're very aware and you're appreciating and you're grateful for the person and the people that you're with. This is what they're referring to as intimacy. So just being in touch with your inner experience and the people around you and holding that with loving presence. That's beautiful. And it's amazing how this mindfulness can really enhance our feeling of connection and compassion towards other people. The other thing that it does is it makes us aware aware of our, how we're communicating. So mindfulness is an actual, a wonderful tool that can help with conflicts. Usually conflicts within relationships, they were saying in the book is that is unmet yearning for this intimacy and for this closeness and compassion. So mindfulness is a wonderful tool that you can use to really enhance, uh, your relationship. And, um, he talked again about, um, John Gottman's work. He's a relationship expert. And, um, he says that he called it bids of contact. So basically, um, we kind of like, Oh, please, like, you know, we're seeking attention and we're seeking awareness and we're seeking contact, like being connected with someone. And this mindfulness actually increases your intimacy and that contact. So I think that's great. These are all fantastic things. He does have so many tips and fantastic tips within the book if you wanted to delve into it more. Um, so he's all about suggesting that you look deeply into your relationships, that you notice each other and yourself, and that you um, effectively notice the words that you're choosing and you're communicating in a mindful way, in a loving way that you're aware of what's coming out of your mouth and you're aware of the effort and everything 
everything that goes on with your partner. And he does suggest they, sorry, it's a woman as well. Um, they do suggest to, um, just you'll feel so much more emotionally connected and you'll be aware of the feelings involved. And it's, it's just, oh my gosh, it sounds like it's such an amazing thing. And I mentioned the tool that I use with my daughter and oh my gosh, right away. So, uh, yeah, so the takeaway really around the relationship piece is that mindfulness can really enhance our feeling of intimacy, our feeling of connection and connecting. And I challenge you, I know this is hard, but maybe you'll pour yourself both a nice drink and sit together and be fully mindful in your conversations, be fully mindful um, and aware of each other. And wow, you will notice such an amazing thing. I do. I purposely say, okay, I'm going to be completely present in this conversation and hear everything that he is saying to me and talking to me about. And it definitely makes our conversation so much better. All right, so there's your challenge. Um, and then also about bringing this mindfulness into the family. I touched a little bit on it with my daughter, um, but what it is, is the, what it does actually is it really offers opportunities for feeling close. And um, so he suggests that um, it's really important to have mindful transitions. So, you know, when you go from maybe you're dropping your daughter off at dance, um, and so he's saying making arrivals and departures a mindful a chance to be mindful and also seeing the best in each family member. And within their book, they're also um, saying that have a mindful intention. So have an intention that we are going to be a mindful family. Let's have a really nice mindful dinner, for example. Um, Also, they've suggested mindful hugs. And as we know, hugging increases oxytocin levels in the body. So it's really good. It helps us feel happier. Mindful listening, mindful talking, being aware of the words that you're saying and how you're saying it. And yeah, they also suggest within their book to manage time with technology and um, have time where you are actually mindful and aware. And that was his tips for the family, mindful family. He also, she and he, I keep doing that. I don't know why I'm so sorry. Um, We want to give them both credit, obviously, for all their hard work within this book. Um, Within their book, they also talked about mindfulness in the workplace. And they talked about all the benefits of you know, when you're mindful, you're, you make decisions better, um, that you're, um, more aware of your communication style, that there's less conflict, that you're more focused, you're more productive. And, uh, one of the things, um, that they said, oh, and I love this, this was so cool. So they talked about multitasking and they gave an example of, um, if I asked you to count from one to 26, that would be a relatively easy task for you to do. And then if I asked you to say the alphabet from A to Z, that would be relatively easy. But have you tried, and if I asked you to say the number and the letter and go all the way to 26 and Z, alternating a number and a letter, oh my gosh, I I get little heart palpitations and anxiety just thinking, trying to do that. Um, Doubling up is very hard. And as you can tell, that's a really good example of how multitasking doesn't really utilize our resources that well. And not to mention, it's hard to, when you're not mindful and, and focused on one thing, it, you, you don't do it as effectively. So I loved that example. I thought it was so great. So bottom line is that mindfulness 
this can enhance our connections and our compassion. And it really helps to bring about, you know, better relationships with ourselves and with other people. And there's so many benefits to being mindful. So, so many great usable tips here within their book. And it was such a pleasure to read. And I hope that you're taking away some things and helping and use this mindfulness to really create these genuine connections with yourself and with other people and exercise a daily practice. That's the best news. This is a practice. This is something we can get better at. So exciting. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this uh, highlight. And um, please, please, please go on to iTunes and write a review, uh, do a rating, because that really helps us move up so we can reach more people and other people and we can share the world of positive psychology with everyone. Okay, thank you so much. Have a beautiful, fantastic day. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, summarize, and coach the concepts in my unconventional book club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. I want to invite you to sign up for my Live Life Happy Inspiration so you can start each week with positivity. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Leave a review because reviews really, really help grow the show.